Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, November 9, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 659 of the Biden-Harris administration, 727 days until the 2024 presidential election. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon is bobseskashow.com. Plus, my link tree is in the description, so you can find all my socials there. Uh, today, we're doing another roundtable episode with my friends Mary Trump, Buzz Burbank, and Jody Hamilton. You don't want to skip a second of this episode because the red wave didn't happen. Shockingly, the polls were wrong. The forecasters were wrong. Democratic turnout based on abortion rights, democracy, guns, has defied history and defied the horse race narrative. At this hour, it's quite possible the Democrats will hold the Senate And if the Republicans win a majority in the House, it's going to be wafer thin, not a 50-seat red wave, as was predicted. So we're feeling pretty damn good about the results so far. Oh, and everyone from Republican leadership to Fox News is blaming Donald Trump. So you can follow Buzz Burbank on Twitter at Michael J. Elston, Jody on Patreon, patreon.com slash from the bunker. And of course, the Mary Trump show, wherever you get your podcasts, links in the description as always. Meantime, please help support this show by subscribing to our bonus content at bobseskashow.com. Okay, here's my midterms talk with Mary, Buzz, and Jody. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Everybody, come on, let's get down. Mary Trump, meet Buzz Burbank. I can't believe this has finally come together after all this time. I can't believe time. it took so long. This is so, I'm so excited. You have no idea. I, well, that, I'm honored. I, I, I'm excited as well. Uh, Bob tries to keep me to himself. And the problem, <laughs> the problem with that is, uh, Jody, you know that's true. And that's the, very and, true. And, and the problem with that is uh, people have confused us, I think, because you and I, Mary, have never appeared in the same place at the same time before. <laughs> that's true. So right. this will dispel that. And I'm, I'm really good. But no, I, I read every word of, of uh, the reckoning. And I am uh, so impressed with your work, your research on that. 
And uh, for such a depressing topic, it was a page turner. Uh, I couldn't stop reading it. And uh, so uh, thank you for that. Thank you for all your great tweets and all the other things that you've done and your own accomplishments. Uh, I'm I'm very proud of you and, uh, again, very excited to meet you. So, hi. And also, plus Mary, he's been tugging at my pant leg like Oliver for a couple of years Uh, now. Year and a half at least, yeah. (laughs) Is it going to be this week, Bob? Am I going to meet Mary Trump this week? Oh well, God. Buzz, okay, maybe a, not this week, but it's soon. It's a good thing there's not any video because I'm like totally blushing. So, <laughs> thank oh, you. Good. Oh, good. Well, you you are into that. So let's start with Mary, uh, then we'll go to Jody, and then Buzz. How are you feeling about the midterms today? I got to say, I'm feeling great. I feel uh, vindicated. I feel really good about the results so far. I'm really tired. But <laughs> well, me too. Yeah, that you aside, should be. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. two hours of sleep, but uh, oh. but. Hey, considering that, um, you know, it's it's funny. I, I was more optimistic than most people, I think, coming into this. Yeah. And um, I think because of that, and by optimistic, I don't mean sanguine, because when anybody before yesterday said anything to me like, we're definitely going to lose the House, we might lose the Senate too, I, I wanted to murder them. <laughs> so, you know, I wasn't like completely... Uh, naive about anything yeah but because of my optimism i think this morning i was a little bit disappointed <laughs> because um you know i i'm i i'm a, an idealist i guess yeah, uh, yeah. i try to be a pragmatic but the fact that that somebody like jd vance could beat somebody like tim ryan the I fact know. that uh, warnock yeah. could be tied with somebody like walker you know but then i got over myself <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, and there are other reasons too, uh, given the fact that this is not a normal midterm, and that's how it's been treated by the media this whole time. So yeah. that that I think definitely put us at a disadvantage as well. But given all of that, it is extraordinary. We don't know yet yeah. who's going to have control right. of the House, and uh, we we we're pretty sure that the Senate's either going to be fifty fifty again mm-hmm. or fifty one forty nine one way or the other. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know what, Bob, is the, the most important thing? Because I we talked about this last night on my show. Um, mm-hmm. The fight was going to be the same no matter what happened yeah. in this election. Uh, going ahead to 2024 and beyond, it's the same fight. We're literally fighting for freedom yeah. and the potential for American democracy. Uh, the difference, however, is what kind of emotional and psychological state we were going to be going into the fight mm-hmm. with. So we are in a better shape than I could possibly imagine. I'm so grateful to anybody who had the slightest bit to do with getting Dems over the line. Uh, I'm so proud of this party. I'm so proud of, um, you know, anybody who, who didn't give up. Yeah. And who yeah. was fighting right. against Amen. the most malign forces that we've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that, well, we may not retain our House majority coming out of this. Uh, there are still question marks that are outstanding here. Right. However, I think we need to find victory and satisfaction in the overall turnout, the overall results, the overall history of this, that this midterm, unlike 2010, unlike 2014, unlike 2006 for the Republicans, this was more like 2002. 
This was more like George W. Bush's first midterms where because of 9-11 and the run-up to the Iraq war, they were able to actually gain seats in that midterm. This has got to be a huge feather in the cap of Joe Biden and Democratic yeah. leadership. I think they called it exactly right. And I want to get into that in uh, in just a second here, especially regarding democracy, as democracy being an issue. But Jody, Jody, what are you feeling right now? How are you doing at this point? I'm feeling optimistic that we're going to hold yeah. on to the House yeah. and we're going to keep the Senate and add one seat for us because of Fetterman. I, I agree. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. Yeah, I, I think I, Warnock's going to win his his uh, uh, runoff. That's no agreed. doubt in my mind. He's going to win that. And mm-hmm. um, if Bobert goes down, which will just bring <laughs> me so much joy, <laughs> that'll yeah. just be fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I will be jazzed and jazzed over and over about that. And I'll just go visit that bowling alley every day in <laughs> Gunnison, Colorado. Um, uh, she, I, I just, I'm double checking on this, but it looks like, and this is also very good news. The people that were running for secretary of state that were denying or lying about the election results in 2020, it looks like all six of them lost their yeah. races. Yeah. So that's yeah. really, really, really good news going into the presidential election in yeah, 2024. Yeah. I mean, that's those people control it. And so thank God none of them won their races. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a little Gen Z. Oh, yeah. Gen Z fucking showed up. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was uh, kind of surprising. I I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised based on seeing some of the numbers, uh, certainly the early numbers and the lines that we saw videos of uh, yesterday. But I, I think in the past, in my own defense, We've been burned by younger voters, and okay. so that was my predisposition. I had <laughs> an admitted bias when it came to that. I also, you know, I know that the pundits were all saying, oh, it's the economy, stupid. I'm sorry. It's a fucking abortion and guns, stupid. Mm. Except yeah. in Texas, which I, I don't... Which is ridiculous. With the, yeah. Uvalde even voted for fucking Abbott. Really? Yeah, again... What, is that like <laughs> Stockholm syndrome or something? It must what? be. It must be. That brings us to Buzz. How are you feeling about the midterms today? And maybe talk about your home state of Florida a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Buzz. It was I, on you, Buzz. You yeah. should have done it. <laughs> well, we can talk about that. I feel much better than I expected to. I want to underscore something Mary said that I really, really liked, and that is the heroes in this election are those who didn't give up. Yeah. And that is yeah. so important for all of us, uh, all progressives, uh, going forward as now, I guess, the 2024 presidential race begins today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, there are a lot of things to be pleased about uh, what we've seen so far in this midterm election. First of all, uh, injuries uh, were few and deaths were zero. Uh, there, we did yeah. not see the kind of violence that many people feared would occur. Yeah. Uh, although election deniers won over 210 of their races, ma- many of them did not. And and many of the election deniers on the ballot, regardless of the offices for which they ran, uh, are conceding. Election deniers, people yeah. who denied the results of the 2020 election, are conceding their own defeats. And that, I think, speaks volumes and, and speaks very well for the country. Uh, several of those were defeated in in key battleground states. So those concessions are significant. Uh, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, Tudor Dixon in Michigan, Wisconsin Mm -hmm. Governor Tim Michaels, GOP nominee nominee for AG in Michigan, Matthew DiPerno, all conceded, and they were all 2020 election deniers. Wow. I, I call that winning. Yeah. And, and and just finally about the, and we'll get back to Florida, but uh, finally about the young voters that Jody mentioned, uh, abortion and climate and guns 
were, I think, the issues that got those young voters out to the polls. Yeah. And I read very discouraging things about, oh, those videos of the long lines are time-lapse and they're misleading and uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is The line is long here because it's the only place for them to, to vote. Uh, it, that turned out to be untrue. Those, those, those aspersions that were cast upon uh, the turnout that we were yeah. seeing among young people, uh, those claims were untrue. The turnout was good, and I think those three issues are the reason. What do you think convinced some of these election deniers to actually concede? What was it that made them find <laughs> the decency uh, that you know so many politicians in our past have adhered to? What what was the difference? Why did they decide to? I don't know. Just go ahead Maybe. and do the right thing, which is kind of shocking. I, I don't know. Maybe it's different when you're at that end of the barrel of the gun. Maybe uh, it's hard to admit to yourself and your own family uh, that uh, to lie to yourself. It's much easier to lie about Donald Trump winning or losing than it is, I think, to lie about your own situation. Other than that, I can think of no reason. But uh, again, I think uh, abortion, climate and guns got the young voters out. The, f the women voters were obviously out based on yeah. the uh, abortion rights victories across the country, even in mm. places un unlikely as Kentucky. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I feel very, very good about the way things went. It could be better, uh, but I'm very optimistic about the final count. Yes, indeed. And so this amounts to a complete negation of the red wave narrative that was yeah. uh, played by the Republicans, played by the political news media. And it came down to something that I've talked about in previous elections, which is the Republicans got happy. They measured the drapes way ahead of time. They became overconfident. I mean, I just saw a video earlier today of Joe Rogan talking about how it's going to be a red wave and, you know, the Republicans are going to dominate in this election. And I think that hurt them. I think that uh, maybe, maybe generated some complacency that dampened their turnout numbers. Who knows? I mean, there are They're lots of, lots of explanations. I think we've got lots of postmortems <laughs> about yeah. Yeah, what, uh, what stopped the red wave. Yeah, the, the red wave did not happen. Yeah. Uh, since you've opened that spigot, uh, <laughs> uh, we we should probably cover some of the other terms we've heard for that. Because yeah. what it turned out to be instead of a red wave was, I think Stephen Colbert said, uh, pink trickle. Uh, <laughs> Joyce is, Vance. I don't know it, why uh, that uh, one's uh, making me sick. I don't know why. <laughs> Joyce Vance. <laughs> Joyce Vance called it a. a, a a red trickle, yeah. which to me is worse. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm calling um, it a, a red shart, which, right, which grossed out the entire cast of the Stephanie Miller show this morning, <laughs> which is a difficult task. It's not easy oh, to gross oh, out the cast of the Stephanie Miller show. Oh, believe me. I, know I did that's it. True. I did it, yeah. though. Well, uh, but I think in my mind, anyway, the real winner is one of our listeners uh, because I, I like the way it belittles the Republicans. It, it was a red puddle. <laughs> it was a, it was a red, it wasn't a wave. It was a puddle. Yeah, and, and in just a few minutes, I want to talk about the Mar-a-Lago ketchup alert level. Uh, yeah. Oh, because, oh, yeah, I have breaking news on that. At least uh, an ABC update. So I'll, I'll have that oh, yeah. ready. Yeah, we've got uh, some observations from Maggie Haberman and Jim Acosta <laughs> about what's going on in Mar-a-Lago today. So much right. fun. So much fun. Good so. As it turns out, I was right to forecast that this election would be much closer to 2002 than 2010 or 2014. 
Was it uh, democracy and abortion, Jody? I know a second ago you said uh, democracy or and you guns. said abortion and guns, right? Guns. What guns are a big thing. Yeah. Like, what turned out to be the rocket fuel that stopped this uh, red shart from happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly believe it's a democracy, of course. I mean, yeah. that's just, a, you know. Um, and I think that a lot of Republican women in Kentucky, hi, yeah. even though Rand Paul is, is retaining his seat, um, these Republican women said, no, I don't want to ban abortion in our Constitution. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of women came out and said, no, fuck this, because they know that birth control is next. Because it is. It's just it's sure. fucking next. And then and then it'll be you can't get a credit card without a man. You know, and you can't own property. It's going to go back to the fucking 1960s and 50s. Well, I mean, women Mm. couldn't get credit cards until the 1970s without a man. Incredible. Yeah, when I saw the exit poll come down last night from CBS showing abortion as the number one issue for Pennsylvania voters, I think Uh the margin between abortion and the next item on the list was like 10 points. As Uh soon as I saw that, I said... I think that's great news for John Fetterman. That's great news for Josh mm-hmm. Shapiro. This is going to be great news overall for the results coming out of Pennsylvania. And how could it not be great news uh, when this is the reaction? I think this is the reaction we had all been hoping for. And despite the press, which really tried to make this about inflation and gas prices, thank God it right. didn't turn out to be that way. So, um Ultimately, Mary, where are you as far as the deciding factors in this? Have you kind of determined what was uh, the, the, the thing or the couple of things that blunted the red wave? Well, I, I don't think there was ever going to be one. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, because if there were, uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, because the media kept talking about this in... Uh, terms of the inevitability of the red wave because it's always happens in midterm elections, blah, 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 as if the Biden administration is a normal administration that followed another normal administration, right? Mm. Um, So if, think about this, if it weren't for, and I'm not even sure if it's the actuality of inflation and high gas prices or if it's the the way the media pushed those things on voters, imagine what an amazing night the Democrats would have had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously, oh, yeah. think about that. Uh, so I think, I mean, I agree with Jody, and uh, I think for Gen Z, guns were, may well have been the most important issue mm-hmm. um, because they, they're, they're the ones who have to live with the day-to-day terror. They're the ones who've had to do the drills, and they're the ones who, were, who really see who's not doing, who's continuing to put their lives in danger. They're the yeah. ones yeah. who died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I'd like to think that uh, democracy it was the, uh, as big a factor as it should be, but I think we need to do better. And I'm not saying it wasn't a factor, um, but I think we need to do better at defining our terms mm-hmm. um, because we've gotten to the point in this country where I, I don't I don't know that most Americans understand what their relationship to democracy is or on the flip side, uh, how fascism would play out in their day-to-day lives. And if we can, we can figure out a way to do that for American, the American people, um, then I, I have very high hopes for where we go from here. Yeah, and in fact, I think 
that particular argument to make about preserving democracy and, and knowing, as we all do, that you can use democracy to end democracy. I think the fact that that wasn't sufficiently hammered home. Obviously, it worked. Joe Biden making that his closing argument, I think that worked. I think that was a great decision because it put it front of mind. However, up until that point, it hadn't really been resonating. It hadn't, at least the sense that I got, it, is it hadn't broken through so that uh, you had swing voters en masse voting based on preserving democracy. And I go back to something we talked about on your show last night, Mary, which was that we, the Democratic Party, the left, whatever you want to call it, the normals, writ large, (laughs) the fact that we're so out-hustled when it comes to outside financing of independent media, Mm -hmm. I think has put us at a significant disadvantage. If you were to line up all the advantages that the Red Hat Entertainment Complex has versus the, for lack of a better term, the left-wing entertainment complex has, they're getting flooded with billions of dollars of investment to get that propaganda to the right eyeballs and ears. Whereas on the left, there's no real apparatus for that kind of big money spending, whatever you want to call it, propaganda, influence, messaging, what have you. We just don't get the money. And that's been the case for years and years and years. I think if we can fix that, we can get the message out to better marginalize this movement against democracy, which will continue to exist, which will, once we're done celebrating, uh, you know, a decent outcome with this current election, this topic will come back up very, very soon. It's like we were saying last night, Mary, again, it was uh, this ongoing cycle of existential threat after existential threat every single election. And I think that gets a lot to digest on a regular basis. So, Bob, can I say something really quickly? Because yeah, yeah. I, I think to, to add to your really excellent point, um, one thing that that this election really helped with is uh, understanding much more clearly what we're up against. Yeah. Um, yes. For example, when you know we talk about the polls of what what are voters, what, what's top of mind for voters when they uh, go to the polls mm-hmm. and we're told time after time it's inflation, it's high gas prices, and democracy is on the list, but it's farther down the list. Every time we heard a journalist or a reporter say that, they were telling us that the media are failing us miserably. Yep. Because instead of explaining why that's, that, that is the wrong way to be looking at approaching uh, this election. They just put out it as if, as if that's just, yeah, inflation and gas prices are more important than democracy. What are mm-hmm. you going to do about it, right? So um, even though you know, we still don't know what the outcome is going to be, uh, having, having that understanding of the sp- the specifics of what we're up against in addition to the money, et cetera, yeah. I think is, is just going to help us craft uh, our messages even more elegantly. 
Right, right. And the other advantage that I... Oh, I'm sorry, Buzz, you were going to say something? I I just wanted to respond to Mary. I've been telling people lately, on Bob's show particularly, uh, that we've learned we cannot rely as much as we would have hoped on, obviously, on the media, as you just outlined. We've learned that we can't always pin our hopes on elected officials. We can't always pin our hopes on certain institutions. They're all important, but Ultimately, it's up to us. Yeah. I, I think we're at, at a point at which we have to be our own media. Uh, and I think many progressives are doing a pretty good job of countering uh, the, the crap that we're seeing from uh, the, the media that's obsessed with the horse race. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and as long as they're all about that, and they are, uh, we're, we're never going to get, they're never going to get it right. So it, it's up to us to get things done. It's up to us to vote. It's up to us to get the word out. Uh, the responsibility falls more on us as citizens more than ever before, I think. Yeah, and I agree with that 1,000%. In fact, that's, that's kind of the point I was belaboring a second ago. <laughs> which is that I think we can do that. We just need more cash to reach more people. Yeah. That's that's the key. That's the advantage that people like Ben Shapiro and Dan Bongino have. They've got a constant <laughs> influx of dark money or whatever the hell you want to call it, whereas on the left, our messaging machine isn't nearly as well financed. I would say the split of where all the money is going is... 80-20 in favor of the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. It seems so. Yeah, At least, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'd like to respond also to uh, the question about what motivated voters. What oh, was yes, the yes. key issue? I, I do agree. Uh, you've uh, offered evidence verbally here today, Bob, and I've seen it on your Twitter feed, a separate piece of data uh, that, that indicates that abortion was much bigger than anybody realized, and in yeah. many cases a bigger issue than the economy, which, again, shocked the news media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think so. I think it, who I think we were motivated in, in, by psychographics and demographics. I think abortion motivated women. I think Social Security yeah. may have driven some older voters. I think abortion, climate, and guns motivated young voters. I think democracy motivated uh, progressives and moderates. And all of those things worked together. I think it was the combination of those issues that created a coalition that held back the red wave. I so totally agree. And you know, the other thing that I think we have coming out of this election, and it's another, I think, uh, arrow in our quiver, which is that the Democratic bench just expanded significantly to include, I think, two future heavy hitters, uh, Josh Shapiro and Wes Moore. Uh, Josh Shapiro is just off of that incredible speech that I think he gave in Philadelphia, was it? That was very Obama-esque. It was. Uh, And I think Wes Moore, who's going to be the first black governor of my state of Maryland, you know, and Mm -hmm. he's another rock star on the Democratic side who I think has has a really solid future ahead of him and a presidential future. I think both of these guys have a presidential future ahead of them. Does this outcome, uh, just speaking in terms of the next presidential election, which is 700-something days away? Oh, here we go. I know. Stop. Like, Stop. Ah, Can we just get one week let's, without worrying let's, about let's it? This, let's yeah. start next let's Monday. Let's edit that out. <laughs> could, could, you, could you hear the little the b- bit of vomit well up in my throat as I say that? Uh, but So, Jody, does this outcome make Biden more or less likely to run for another term? 
I'm not going to predict what he's going to do, whatever okay. he decides. I'm Smart. with him on it. And because, uh, you know, it'll depend on how he feels health wise. Yeah. You yeah. know, because he's in his he'll be in his 80s. So it's, you know, it, it's a running an election is very, very taxing on somebody, yeah. let alone running the country and trying to fix what he's been doing just in the short period of time that he's been able to do stuff. And that ages you. Look at Obama after eight years, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's not yeah. an old man. Yeah, it's not uh, easy running for president, that's for sure. No, it's, it's very difficult running for president, let alone being the president. Yeah, and right. so, you know, whatever he decides, I, I will support him 100%. Yeah, well, Donald only had to do one of those things. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he's going to do it again. I don't I think just, so either. I really don't. In fact, let's just skip right to that. We'll come back to uh, <laughs> some other things. We've got, yeah, I want to talk about some other topics regarding the uh, results so far. But just now that we're discussing Donald... He is may, getting, may, yeah. He, may, I, may I lead with the ABC News update that we just got? Yeah, okay, yes, please do. Yeah, uh, uh, Because I think this will sum up where you're going. Okay. Trump, Trump left fuming after at least 14 of his hand-picked <laughs> candidates projected to have lost their election bids, sources to ABC News say. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Makes me smile and smile and smile. Meantime, wow. Maggie Haberman reported, there are people pushing Trump to reschedule his announcement next week, <laughs> and several R's have texted asking whether he will, but it's risky and would be acknowledging he's wounded by yesterday, something that some of his advisors insist is not the case. Wounded. Yeah, yeah. And what he's doing is he's also blaming, among others, Melania. Here's I know, a, of Ma- all people. <laughs> yeah, Haberman also reported, Trump is indeed furious this morning, particularly about Mehmet Oz, and is blaming everyone who advised him to back Oz, including his wife, describing it as not her best decision. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what a scumbag. Jesus yeah, Christ. Really. Zero accountability. According to uh, people close to him, of course. And then Jim Acosta was first on this, and he reported uh, early this morning, Trump is livid and screaming at everyone after last night's disappointing midterm mm-hmm. result for the GOP, according to a Trump advisor. So he's getting flogged today, and I think for good reason. So I'm actually moving my forecast for 60-40 that he won't, won't run to 75-25, he's not going to run. That's an increase. So what do you think, Mary? You've got special insight here. Do you think he's afraid that he's actually going to lose now and then decide not to run because of that? Where's his head? Well, for, first of all, uh, to, to call it disappointing is is kind of the... That's a wrong word. It was disastrous for him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although clearly Melania has always been the mastermind behind all of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so connected. Um, <laughs> I think between uh, the disastrous, again, showing of his hand-picked candidates with the exception of Vance, and that's simply because it was Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and the incredibly good night DeSantis and Florida had. Uh, yeah. Which is very disappointing. Um, he is, you know, again, he's going to have to figure out a way to thread the needle of uh, pretending to run while protecting his ego. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he cannot announce, but that doesn't mean he's actually going to be running. Mm-hmm. Um because that's always been his M.O. The yeah. only reason that shifted in, in 2015, 2016 is because the Republican Party, bunch of horrible people, and mm-hmm. he started doing well in the polls. Uh, so 
let's put it this way. I think it's going to make it not just more interesting, but much more fun. But Mary, if he does declare, if he does announce a run and then for whatever reason is forced to, or is in a situation where a normal person would be forced to, to, to quit the race, he's not, that's not in his DNA, is it? I mean, what, what would he do when cornered in that situation? He'll blame Melania. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Or Baron, either <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, it could be Baron's fault by then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, look, oh, he's ahead, a Mary. genius at protecting his ego. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he'll yeah. figure something out. Okay. I think at the very most, what he'll do on the 14th is announce an exploratory committee. Mm-hmm. I think that's as far as he'll go. I think he Bingo. was planning up until last night, I think he was planning to. Maybe announce on the 14th, but I think that's going to turn out to be not the case. I think he's going to pull back on that, but not pull all the way back. Ultimately, I think it's going to be a big no. I think he's going to be desperately concerned that he's going to be embarrassed again by another loss. Plus, he's losing a lot of money uh, in that endeavor insofar as the RNC. I've talked about this a million times. RNC will stop paying his legal bills. He'll lose access to his super PACs and all the rest of it while he's pulling down something like $150 million. I mean, the most money he's ever seen uh, in in years, certainly since The Apprentice. And so in that regard, I'm I'm sticking with you, Mary. I'm sticking with Hal Sparks. I'm sticking with Michael Cohen. I'm sticking with everyone who has said that uh, they're doubtful he's actually going to run. I mean, Michael Cohen is super hawkish on, on... on Trump not running again, which yeah. I, I kind of agree with. Um, so, Buzz, what do you what do you think? Is he going to do it? Is he or is he not? Uh, you know, it's hard to say exactly. He will either uh, attempt it and fail, or he'll. I think you had it when you said he'll announce an exploratory committee. He's yeah. going to soften this and uh, leave himself an out. Mm-hmm. I think he has to leave himself an out here somewhere. And he, he loves stringing people along, which is, uh, you know, it's a favorite activity of his. Yeah. And that may allow him to raise even more money. But I think what this leads us to is Florida and and Ron DeSantis, don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. Because it was a great night for Ron DeSantis uh, and a terrible night for Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, Fox News was already uh, trashing uh, Trump uh, on, on Truth Social That's of all amazing. places yeah. today. And the uh, New York Post was saying, yeah. uh, what, what was the headline? They called DeSantis, uh, I don't remember, the, but they he's were- the future, basically. Yeah, yeah. Def- to future. Yeah, yeah. so to Murdoch's given wow. up. Yeah. <laughs> Murdoch's given up on on uh, on uh, on Trump for sure. So it, it's now we're dealing with a Ron DeSantis and I'm I'm arguing. Well, first of all, I, I love Florida. I love the palm trees, I love the beaches, I love the fresh seafood. I I'm not leaving Florida, damn it. And besides I like being a thorn in the side of the Republican <laughs> politics here. Yeah. So I'm staying and I, you know, Americans need to hold their ground on on things like this. Uh, like don't let uh, the Red Hats co-opt our, our flag, the American flag. Don't let them co-opt Florida. Don't let them. They can't have anything as far as I'm concerned. Mm. But I do I do love it here. DeSantis won mainly, I think, because of the pandemic. Mainly because he said, hey, the rules are off here. He said to cops around the country, uh, if they won't let you beat people up there, come to Florida and beat people up. We'd wow. love to have you. Uh, so he, he brought in a lot of Red Hats uh, over the last two years. That was a factor. Uh, his apparent handling or mishandling of the of the uh, hurricane Ian, uh, he got praised in the media.
media. He even got praise, sadly, from Joe Biden. Uh, so he's very popular here. And although he does not have the charisma of Donald Trump, and although he would not do well in debates, I don't think any of that matters because I think the red hat base that supports DeSantis, who, uh, where DeSantis will become the new figurehead of that of that mob, uh, they're going to be faithful to him, in my opinion, no matter how badly he performs. I think DeSantis is a very real factor, and I think, uh, as far as Florida is concerned, DeSantis will be out of here in two years running for president. Uh, it's the rest of the country's problem now. All right, so it happened again. Last week we had a record number of declines, payments by subscribers that didn't go through for some reason on our Patreon page, setting our membership back by months. It is so heartbreaking. I've been in touch with Patreon tech support about it. The last time it happened, there was a glitch in the payment system and some members are having trouble updating their payment method. We're aware of all of this and we're working on it. But this time, Patreon hasn't found any bugs yet. Suffice to say, we need all hands on deck to make up for the several dozen lost patrons. And if you're not a subscriber already, go right now to bobseskashow.com. Sign up for as little as $1 a month. You're going to be supporting this completely independent podcast. And for $5 subscribers and higher, we have all kinds of double super secret bonus content exclusively for our Patreon members. Don't miss out on that. Again, bobseskashow.com. And we thank you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Here's another dimension to this question, which is that if Trump announces there's been this ongoing discussion that he may not be primaried, like there may be no other Republicans who will challenge him. I know Joe Walsh was talking about that. Uh, some other never Trumpers were hypothesizing that. I don't know if they're right or wrong, uh, but I do know that if Trump doesn't run, then, and Ron DeSantis enters as sort of the front runner. I think we're, we're going to see 846 different <laughs> Republicans throwing their hat in the ring. So, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think one Republican will run if Trump is the first to throw his hat into the ring, and I think that'll be Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis is just puffed up enough. Yes, uh, to to say, yeah, yeah I'll I'll take him on. And, He's the and, son of God, didn't yeah, you know that? <laughs> yeah, which one? I said it's hard to tell anymore. And I'd like to ask uh, Doctor Trump here, uh, uh, <laughs> what is the I want to ask you about Ron DeSantis' personality. First question, does he have one? No, uh, he does not. <laughs> well observed. Uh, but but aside from that, uh, what have you observed, if anything, casually about Ron DeSantis? 
Uh, he's just a schoolyard bully, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, they love that delusion. Of course, delusions mm-hmm. of grandeur and megalomania, and uh, yeah. he's just a puffed up, very puffy, yeah. uh, puffed up uh, <laughs> yes. suit. Yes. I'm sorry, I don't like ad hominem attacks, but I hate him so much yeah. um, <laughs> that sometimes it feels justified. And I, he has no charisma. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but he has I, that bully thing, and they love that bully thing. They do. I just don't think he translates uh, onto a, into a national I election. Agree. But honestly, um, just to get back to something we were talking about that Bob was talking about earlier, I, I think the exploratory uh, committee idea. I'm not saying it won't happen, but think that is an admission of weakness. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if Donald yeah. goes that route, that that tells us how wounded he is and then if that that gives permission for DeSantis to think that he can jump in ugh, just get your popcorn ready yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. because what will happen then is if Donald actually does run and Ron DeSantis challenges him and there are maybe a couple of other stragglers in the mix too that's going to be the thing I mean this could be the silver lining of Trump actually running is that that could be the thing that splits the Republican Party. Because yeah. I've been talking about this. If he does run, and again, I'm very bullish on him not running, but if he does, the first primary or caucus that he loses, he is going to destroy the Republican Party from within. He's going to yeah. say the Republican Party rigged the election against him in favor of Ron DeSantis. He's going to get his red hat militias into the streets. I mean... It's going to be chaos. And you're talking about popcorn, Mary. That is absolutely going to be the case. And hopefully no one will be injured or killed in that endeavor. But he is going to lose his mind the first minute he loses an election. And uh, and I, I don't know that he's ready for it. So in that regard, I think he was preparing himself for the possibility that he could run by himself. And since he's not, since it's clear that Ron DeSantis is kind of the heir apparent... I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's got the balls to do it. I think he's going to shy away from it. The question is, how does he pull out now? <laughs> how does he <laughs> co- coitus interrupt yeah. us in the middle of this process? It's how does uncle, he do it on. and maintain that bullshit uh, alpha male strength vibe that he gives off, which is a complete lie in the first place? How does he do that, Jody? How does he, how does he pull out at this point? He he moves to Russia where they will live. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I I don't see him. I mean, he I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, his ego is so out of control. Yeah. That to admit anything of a loss unless he blames Melania. Well, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it. I can't imagine his. He's so fragile. He's such a little snowflake. Well, here's another observation, and then we'll get back into uh, the midterms here. Uh, if Trump announces on the 14th, which, again, I don't think he will. I but don't think it, he will either. If he does, will that not completely screw Herschel Walker in the Georgia yes. runoff? Yes. Yeah, you think so, Jody? Yeah, yeah I do. I, I, I'm not worried about Warnock winning the runoff Agreed. at this point. Because there, there will be just the two of them on the ballot versus the Libertarian or anybody else. Right. And there are a lot of Republicans don't like Herschel Walker for good reason because the man should not be senator. He needs he needs help. Yeah. I feel yeah. sorry yes. for Amen. him. Same here. You know, he needs help. He can't he just 
he's being exploited and he doesn't realize yep. it. And, right. and um, he's obviously got CTE brain damage. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind that he has right. that. Yeah. And, and how dare these people put him up like that? It's just, right. it's awful what has been done to him. And he thinks he's, he, I, I just, Georgia, you know better. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Mary? It, it, will uh, Trump running again completely screw Herschel Walker's chances in that runoff? Or yeah, or even pretending to, and yeah. and that's why we want him to. And and mm-hmm. I, th- you know, something that'll maybe make you feel better, even if he doesn't run. And again, he's very uh, clever at at making up excuses. Like he'll right. say that uh, the Republican Party doesn't deserve him or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but even if he doesn't run, and DeSantis does. Donna will still do everything in his power yeah. to take out DeSantis. Yep. Right. So right. Right. Agree. that's Agreed. that's even even better. But that, yes, yeah, that will it. be popcorn time. Absolutely. I, I think I think that uh, Reverend Warnock will win regardless of whether Trump runs or not. Yeah. Uh, Trump uh, Trump running could could make the defeat even worse. But uh, I, I agree with Jody. I think it's going to be Warnock in a two man race, and especially if more uh, revelations come out. So, uh, real quick, I want to talk about a couple of things that, uh, you know, kind of blunted my enthusiasm for the outcome so far, and this is just by way of disappointments. First of all, I was completely shocked to learn today that my congressman, David Trone, here in the Maryland 6th, is fighting for his seat right now against a a red hat named Parrot, and that is still, uh, they haven't declared that yet, but I think the outstanding votes... Are, are from a heavily Democratic area, which is right yeah. here in Montgomery County. You're so, okay. yeah, I hope that's going to turn out well for David Trone. I mean, it was one of those things where I wasn't really even looking at that as a possibility. And then uh, I woke up this morning and Kimberly was like, oh, David Trone's in trouble. I was like, oh, shit. Eh. Yeah, yeah, look, you got you got a Democratic governor and legal weed. So yeah, right, right. You well, had, that's, a, you had a, a good <laughs> night in Maryland. But uh, but Sean Patrick Maloney lost his mm-hmm. seat. That was a bit yeah. of a oh, he did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he well, was he in deserved charge. it. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I agree. I, he was in charge of the Democratic congressional uh, election campaigns. Yeah, yeah. And he, he did a great job uh, in the on the impeachment hearings. Uh, I'm really sorry to see us lose a mind like his. Yeah. But uh, Democrats uh, still have work to do, obviously, especially here in Florida. And if I could just add something to that, uh, everybody's asking, how do we fix Florida? Uh, Florida has, it appears, turned solidly red from being a purple state. I, I Don't be too sure because much of that, I talked about DeSantis and, and the pandemic, but, but it's also gerrymandering and voter suppression, yeah. Yeah. the elimination of black voting districts. Uh, so... So much cheating and the refusal to allow Justice Department uh, observers to visit uh, polling places here in Florida. Uh, This this place is rigged and it's going to take an uprising by the people and a winning charismatic candidate. Obviously, the Florida Democratic Party is a mess. I could run it better than whoever's (laughs) running it now. And maybe I will. Uh, But 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 I'm I'm, you know, something has to be done. But the root problem uh, in Florida, you'd have to ask, Okay, what's wrong with Ohio? What's wrong with Arkansas? Well, I think they all have one thing in common, and that's a failure of education. I always go back to this, where where education fails, uh, disinformation and ignorance flood the zone uh, to replace that, to fill that void. And we have so many ignorant people in this country, so many underinformed people in this country, uh, undereducated and underinformed. 
And uh, that is the source of all our problems. That's why people are buying into all these insane conspiracy theories. Mary, anything you're disappointed with today? I know we're, we're all kind of celebrating a little bit here, but uh, was there anything that you were particularly crushed by as far as the results so far? Again, Vance, J.D. Vance. Vance, and, yeah. And I, I have, I have a, a, I don't know, a, a way to get around that. Um, <laughs> just need to pay him off so he goes to some <laughs> little island somewhere and we'll ask <laughs> Joyce Vance to take there his you go. Yes. place. Yes. Yes. They yes. have the same initials. That's yes. the right, Joyce. Excellent right? idea. Excellent yeah. idea. So, but I, I think because that... That race, and along with uh, Georgia, but there again is something just so slimy yeah. about Vance. This that we're at this point in this country where Democrats can put up the most exemplary candidates who would be amazing for their state, like Tim Ryan, like uh, Raphael Warnock, like Val Demings, et cetera, et cetera. And the Republicans can put up the absolute worst yeah. of the worst. And we still get trounced. And it, I think it's very disappointing. It, it kind of breaks my heart, but I, I, it's also information. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we need to figure out where that we need to come to, to grips with the fact that some things we just need to let go and f focus our attentions and our energy and our money elsewhere. Yeah. On, can, the, on the bright side, our stroke victim beat their TV doctor. So there you I'm go. <laughs> what about you, Jody? Anything uh, particularly disappointing as far as the results? Tim Ryan. Tim Ryan. Uh, yeah. Beto. Same. Uh, oh, Beto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Val Demings. Val Demings I mean, was hugely disappointing to me. I, I, I'm a huge Stacey fan of Val Abrams, Demings. Yeah. Uh, Stacey Abrams was a, a disappointment. Um, so, I mean, I'm disappointed on some things, but I am, I'm definitely optimistic that we're going to keep the House mm -hmm. and, and hmm. gain at least well, one seat in the Senate. I agree on the Senate call. I'm not. I still don't know about the House yet. But, but well, I'm I mean, hopeful. you know, I, somebody just announced that that a seat was flipped in Michigan. I think like an hour ago. Cool. So you know, these are they're slowly. I'm looking. I was looking at the New York Times at the you know the contested uh, elections, and a lot of so far as votes are coming in, it looks like the Dems have flipped two seats, and that the Republicans only flipped one. So. Mm -hmm. Which is at the moment, Maloney. Oh Maloney. God. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, it, yeah. It's, so it's, it's, I'm hoping that, that, I don't know, even with this gerrymandering, we need, <laughs> the Democrats need like 9 million more votes just yeah. to get the House. Right. Um, and, and that's insanity to me. Yeah, a couple uh, other things to uh, look at as far as positives coming out of this on top of everything we've discussed so far is, well, first of all, as you reminded me, Buzz, recreational pot is now legal in Maryland. And Somebody had to remind you. Yeah, thank you, because I forgot what I was going to say just now. <laughs> oh, yeah, recreational pot legal in Maryland and Missouri, yes. for that matter. Strange. That's a that I never would have guessed that it would have passed in very red maybe, Missouri. Maybe they'll vote better next time now. Or, or as Trump said again the other night, Missouri. Uh, he did not. Yes, oh my he, God. of course he did. Did we, he say that on Troth Central? <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep our country gay. Um, Sarah Palin lost. Lauren yes, Boebert lost. Three Ma times. Yes. Mosh Wait, Boebert? 
They called it? Well, I don't know if, they uh, haven't yeah. Called it, it yet, but oh, okay. I think she's going to lose. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty yeah, damn yeah, close. Yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah. Mastriano. That was, I took lots of satisfaction in Mastriano mm-hmm. losing that race. He yes. is a crackpot of the highest order. Uh, he Dan- was the guy who said uh, Democrats would never win again in Wisconsin exactly. if he won the race. And look what happened to him. Oh, yeah. no, that was uh, Tim Michaels oh, in Wisconsin. Oh, I get him. Yeah. In Wisconsin. It, uh, I get him all confused. Mastriano said that when there was a rainbow during one of his rallies, it said that God. God endorsed him. That's what he, <laughs> he said recently. So uh, God's a loser too. <laughs> yeah, right. And then uh, Dan Cox got blocked here in Maryland by <laughs> Westmore. Thank God. So it was a bad night for the weirdos, right? Who's Republican? Mostly. Yeah. Who, who's Republican tears are you drinking today, Buzz? There, you know, there were doubts as recently as last night about uh, the Democrats' gambit of uh, supporting. Uh, the, the most crackpot Republican right. campaigns, mm. but it actually, in the end, it actually worked. It paid yeah. off. Yeah. It really did. I mean, it's crazy. It's an idea so crazy, it actually worked. Right, right. That yeah. was a big, big gamble that I, I yeah. was right. unsure as to whether it yeah. was a wise one, yeah. but I'm, I'm glad I was uh, proven wrong on that I because was nervous it too, turned yeah. out to work out. What do you think, Jody? Whose tears are you drinking? Donald's. Donald's. <laughs> that's <laughs> the you. answer. Yeah, yeah that's there the big go. one. He's the big loser last night. Yeah. I mean, there's a little ketchup in it, but, you know, ah. there's... <laughs> well, that makes it sort of a pink trickle then, doesn't there it? You yeah. go, there you All go. All right. Mary, I assume you have the same answer. <laughs> well, I actually... I, 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 That is one of the answers for uh. sure, but it... In some ways, what's more important, and we don't know yet, but hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. All right, back with more of our midterms discussion right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska plays more music. Well, before we wrap up here today, I just want to remind everybody that the Real Clear Politics Senate projection was Republicans 54 Democrats huh. what? 46. This was the no. no, this was the pre-election projection. This is what they yeah. thought based on the polls. This was their right. la- their final analysis, their final average of all the polls. Republicans 54, Democrats 46. So let's talk about the polls for a second. I think there there needs to be a serious come to Jesus about the political news media and its reliance on the polls. Buzz, you're the resident newsman. Will the press reevaluate polling in the horse race narrative or are we going to continue to see cable news and uh, the usual suspects leaning on this flawed forecasting? I think it's been proven over the past several elections that's flawed. 
one of the reasons people like the game show Family Feud yeah. is because it's a poll. And people like to have their own feelings and beliefs and thoughts reinforced. And mm-hmm. so when they see them reinforced on a poll, they love that. Uh, pollsters are all about numbers. They want more than anything to be right. But we live in an age where there's the landline factor. There's the factor of people who don't want to participate in polls. There's the factor of people who block the calls uh, and, and therefore never get counted. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the factor of people who lie to the pollsters. And, and these are variables that uh, pollsters can't get their hands on so it's time because the world has changed to take a a different look at at polls and i think it's time absolutely for the media to back off reporting them uh, as much as, and here again we need to keep calling out the media for the horse race coverage. Yeah. It's not a horse race. Right. It's not that at all. And it's not always politics. Sometimes it's about saving democracy or saving lives in the case of guns. So it isn't just red and blue. It isn't just politics. It's what's right. It's what's sane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and right now that happens to be the Democratic side. But uh, the focus has been wrong from the media. And I, I do hope they refocus and I hope they, they back off the polls and we we should perhaps as much as we really love them despite the fact that we say that we hate them um uh, we're better off i think without the polls because when people see uh, for example in a, let's say a race between trump and DeSantis, if they see uh trump in the lead and they're republican they're thinking well then i'm back in trump because he's the winner mm-hmm. they're going to automatically fall in line so polls can actually influence the minds of the public and and sort of hypnotize them into thinking well this is how it's going to turn out so you may as well be on the winning team so uh, there, yeah there are a lot lot of problems here it's time for everybody to see those problems and and take polls with a grain of salt if at all yeah there was always an ethical conversation about whether the horse race narrative was good for america i mean we've been having this conversation since blogosphere 1.0 and you know going back 20 years but now we've reached a stage where the polls are inherently inaccurate. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been we've proved that for the past, as I said, the past few elections. The aggregators and the pollsters themselves have been wrong. Larry Sabato, wrong. Nate Silver, wrong. RCP, very clearly wrong on all of this. So I, I would find it unimaginable that especially cable news, would continuously go back to that polling as an accurate forecast. What do you think, Mary? Does the cable news media, for example, does the television news back off of the polls, back away from the horse race narrative? I think it's self-evident that they have to. Uh, yeah. Whether or yeah. not they will is, is right. that a, they never seem to do the right thing or they rarely seem to. Right. Uh, the horse race is nothing but uh, destructive uh, to democracy. And polls, Josh Marshall just wrote a piece about this recently. They're, they're untenable because yeah. with the um, fewer responses, you need mm-hmm. to, uh, to find more people, right? So they get, they get more expensive and less accurate mm-hmm. because the N gets smaller and smaller uh, as the cost of the poll goes up. So it just doesn't make any sense. Plus then we see like RCP, uh, starting to factor in junk polls, and it, it, like they're just not nothing's reliable anymore. I mean, if you you know polls for uh, the sake of internals, fine, but uh, I think we've we've reached the point of no return in terms of their utility for uh, the voter or for democracy. All right, Jody, what do you think? I agree with Mary a hundred percent. 
<laughs> okay. That was efficient. If I, if I may add a point from a yes. journalistic standpoint, from a journalism standpoint, uh, polls used to be a credible source of yes. information. Uh, yep. Technology was different. The world was different. They used to be reliable. They're not anymore. As it, Let's all remind our TV stations and newspapers and networks that it is their job as journalists to only report credible sources, yeah. not the uncredible sources right. uh you know it, it it's it's time to to point out to the media uh, look you're reporting uh, crap from a source that isn't reliable uh, we count on journalists to supply us with reliable sources not unreliable ones i think maybe that's a tool for us to use in correcting the news media and credit where credit is due lawrence o'donnell never yes. once covered the horse race during this cycle. Never talked about the polls, never had political analysts on the show to discuss who's leading, who's behind, who's gonna win, who's not gonna win. One of the reasons why I never miss that A block of Lawrence's show on MSNBC is for that reason and, and many other reasons, but that's that's one of the big reasons. So you can find uh, Buzz Burbank at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. Jody, you can find her at patreon.com slash from the bunker and also on the Stephanie Miller show every Tuesday. And, of course, Mary Trump and the Mary Trump Show, everywhere you get your podcasts. This was a blast. I wish we could do yeah. this for another hour. Let's just, do, let's just keep doing it. I'm just going to turn off the recording, and we'll just keep talking. <laughs> let's have a slumber party. Thank you so much, all three of you. You're the best. I'm so glad we got a chance to uh, all group here together and talk. And I'm so glad that, uh, Buzz, you were able to uh, connect with Mary Trump finally. Now you can stop, bu hey. now you can stop bugging you. me about it. Or will I? <laughs> or will I, he said. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thank you Thank very you, much. And, and, Mary, it's been a thrill. I, this has been great. Thank you. I had such a blast. Thank you so much for having me, Bob. This is fantastic. Thank, thank you, you thank everyone. You. We'll talk to you next time. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
get down.